Race to Walk Podcast, Episode 21. Welcome to the Raise to Walk Podcast, where we're walking out the life of faith. Romans 6, verse 4 reads, As Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. And this show is designed to help you do just that. Now here's your host, Carla Alvarez. Thank you for joining me for the Race to Walk podcast. And today I'm going to be talking a little bit about discerning of spirits and discouragement and how we always have to be on guard and, as it says in Ephesians, put on the full armor of God. I'm going to start today by sharing something that I personally experienced. I was at the Woodway campus of my church attending a class called Missio Day, which means Mission of God. And it was a 10-week class, and each week featured a speaker who would share about a ministry that they were involved in. Some were involved in international missions, some were national, and others were with local city-based missions within the church. And there was a smell, it was a, a sense of something that seemed to be moving throughout the room. And as I've mentioned before in different episodes, one thing that I experience on a fairly regular basis is the scent of like different spirits, which is one way God uses the gift of discerning of spirits for me personally. Sometimes I know what the smell represents, and other times it takes it, experiencing it several times before I can see the common factor in the situations and identify the source of what it is. And this was one that I hadn't experienced before. It smelled like an alcoholic. Not alcohol itself, but an alcoholic. So imagine if someone had been drinking for days and until the drunken smell came out of their pores. That is what it smelled like. And I was thinking, what is this? I was more curious than anything else. It seemed like such an odd setting. You know, after all, I was, you know, in my church in a class and you know, to have that particular smell. And I couldn't tell if it was focused on or coming from a particular person. So I left the class thinking that was interesting and made a note of it, but I really didn't think much more about it. Two weeks later, in the last class of that series, I smelled it again. And this time it kind of freaked me out because the day after the first time I had smelled it, something had happened. And there was some major drama. So when I was smelled at this time, I was thinking, okay, what's going to happen next? As the class was ending, I actually asked the little group of people at our table if we could have a closing prayer just with us. I didn't say, hey, there's a demonic spirit here. Can we pray about it? We just, you know, we just prayed and I slipped in a few words against it as I did. So when I got in the car, it was like I could sense it like around my neck. I called a friend that I was driving home and had her pray for me. And so by this time, the smell really freaked me out. So a couple months went by, and I was in my Hebrew class, and I smelled that same smell again. Someone had came in late to the class, and it came in with her. And it it seemed like it came in alongside of her and then kind of moved throughout the room. But this time I was excited because I knew what it was. I could tell what it was. It was discouragement. As she came in, she was talking about her day, and the word discouragement kept coming to my mind. 
she's a teacher. There's a lot of there was a lot of stress going on at school, and she drives two hours one way to come to this class. So she had already had a long day, and after class was over, she would have another two-hour drive before her day was done. After the class was over, I caught up to her in the hall and asked her if she had been stressed when she came in, and she said yes, and she shared a couple of other things that had gone on, and so I asked if I could pray for her before she left for home. And as, Do you know some, how sometimes when you pray with someone and the presence of the Holy Spirit comes in as the comforter? And that is what happened. It, it came in with such a strong presence. And I think God just wanted her to know that he loved her and he was there with her and saw how much her heart was after him. It was just an awesome, awesome experience. The verse that seemed to tie into that smell and it being discouragement um, was was Proverbs 31, 6, which is, Give strong drink to him that is ready to perish, and wine to those that are of heavy hearts. I also think it was cool that the day was February 13th, or according to the Jewish customs of counting day, it was actually the start of February 14th, which is the day we remember St. Valentine. You know, Valentine was an encourager and all out for God. And also, February 14th this year was also a minor Purim. So, I think God just wanted to make sure she got a Valentine, a love note from him. So, what was a common factor between these occurrences? The first time I smelled it, the man was speaking was Eric Nelson, who works for Athletes in Action on college campuses. Some of the previous speakers had been from foreign missions and It's easy when you listen to speakers like that to think, well, I'm not a foreign missionary, and then to extrapolate that to think that God can't use us in his mission to reach out at all. This speaker was asking us to really examine where we were and ask ourselves, where is my Jerusalem? Where has God placed me and what does he want to impact through me? What unreached group is right in front of me? And Eric shared that his unreached people group is college coaches, and that is when the smell kicked in. Satan doesn't want us even considering that the person we sit next to every day might need to experience the love of God in their lives or a word of encouragement. He wants to discourage us from reaching out, stepping forward, and standing firm. The second time was at the very last class of Messiah Day. The attendance would fluctuate from week to week, but there were probably about 50 people that came consistently through the entire 10 weeks. So Gary Thomas, who is a teaching pastor at Woodway and the writer in residence, who's he's an author of several books, had just closed his teaching with a prayer that there would, and he asked specifically that there would be at least five people in the class who were totally on mission for God and would be ready to be used wherever God wanted them. And during the discussion time at the tables right after that, just as the class was starting to break up, that is when the smell, the spirit of discouragement came in. You know, again, Satan will do whatever he can from keeping people from recognizing opportunities to be part of the move of God right in front of them. So this past weekend, I smelled that alcoholic smell again. But since I knew what it was, it didn't freak me out this time. I knew it was a prompt for intercession. This week was my week to teach at my daughter's uh, second grade Sunday school class. And before class, there's this team kid teacher leader meeting to give an overview of the lesson and activities and to start with prayer. 
This week's lesson was on Pentecost, on spreading the gospel to all the nations. One of the leaders, Paul, was talking about how some Christians think that God is distant, that he isn't acting in our lives, and that he isn't moving and performing miracles. And then he said, God is looking for opportunities to work miracles through us. It was the most awesome quote of the day. It was awesome. And then one of the teachers shared an opportunity that God had given him in the past week to minister to a friend in the Philippines who was so discouraged that she was to the point of committing suicide. He counseled her, shared scripture with her, and then he prayed with her. A mutual friend who was there in the Philippines with her said that the change in her attitude and the demeanor was like night and day. The other thing he said that uh, stood out to me was that He had been through a lot of difficult circumstances himself lately. And when we go through difficult circumstances, God can use them to work in our own lives, but he can also use them, those trying times, to help others. When you've been through something and come out on the other side, realizing that while it might not have been pleasant, you know God was with you, you come away with something. It's like the verse Romans 8.37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And one of my pastors says that that verse, we are more than conquerors through Christ, means that we might go through trials, but we will come out with more than we went in with. If we allow God to work in us and to bring us through it, we will come out of it with a stronger relationship with him. We will be able to stand firm in the future against whatever it was that we came up against. And we will be a more effective witness and encouragers to others who are going through the same thing. We can share with them saying, I've been there, but God was too. You just have to keep walking with him to the other side. After the teacher shared his testimony, the smell of discouragement came in, and it startled me for a minute, but then I realized that I needed to be praying against discouragement and for the encouragement of the Holy Spirit in the lives of the people there. Then the team kid director asked us to keep in mind um, people who might want to volunteer for the Sunday school classes next year as there were a few spots they still needed to fill. I thought that's what the Spirit is trying to discourage, the door of opportunity by asking someone to be a part of Team Kid. We need to be open to the promptings of God when He directs us because we don't know what, in our opinion, those little things will lead to. We don't know the influence that potential volunteer will have in the lives of the kids in the class. We don't know the impact the act of volunteering will have in the person's life. But I know that for me, the one week a month I volunteered in the past year has always ended up being a point of clarity. I read a lot of different articles and opinions, and sometimes I get bogged down in doctrine and theory and and all those opinions. And then I'll go to the Sunday school class, and the key takeaway will be something like, we have a big God who does big things, or God made me, he knows me, he loves me, and he has a plan for me. And Jesus loves me. Jesus didn't say you had to become a first-tier theologian to know him. He said we must become as little children to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus didn't say we had to have every point of doctrine or obtain a bunch of esoteric knowledge. He said in Mark 10, 15, Truly I tell you, 
Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. To really get God to experience his fullness in our lives, we have to have the trust of a child. We have to keep it simple. So thank you for joining me today for the Raise to Walk podcast. And if you liked the notes and links to the different resources I've talked about today, you can visit raisetowalk.org slash 21. And so let's end this episode with a prayer. Lord, thank you so much for loving us and for caring about every single aspect and every single moment in our lives. And help us to remember that no matter what we're facing, no matter what we come up against, that you're with us and you're there to fight for us and to walk through it with us. And I ask this all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Raised to Walk podcast. We'd love for you to continue to walk with us, so head over to raisedtowalk.org slash news to get free updates. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you next time. If you've been enjoying the Raised to Walk episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We also love to get feedback from our listeners, so tell us what you think by either rating or reviewing us on iTunes or Stitcher, or by sending us an email at contact at raisetowalk.org. We're excited to have you join us again next time for another episode of Raised to Walk.